In this episode of My Plant Power Highlight, I thought it'd be appropriate to explore the essence of the magical, happy, healing plant, calendula. This plant is not a secret. It has a global history going way, way back, several thousands of years back, probably over a million. Most records put it in the Mediterranean first, but I think that's just because those are particular Anglo-Saxon records that survive from that time to ours in a historically Anglo-Saxon culture. What I mean is, just because they're those oldest records that our libraries are filled with doesn't mean they're the most accurate. At the same time this plant was being recorded in Mediterranean recipes, the Americas already had this special plant too. Even though we don't have any records of them having this plant, that's just because there's few surviving records from that time. However, we can prove that this amazing healing plant was already well established in the Americas because the first recordings from the European explorers wrote that the native people's mastery of herbal medicine included that of calendula and its use in wound care. And that's a use that the Europeans had not yet familiarized themselves with yet. Pretty cool. Okay, going back to the Mediterranean. Since we have a lot of records from this time, we'll talk about them. <laughs> this flower went viral among the European trade routes. The Arab world, the Hindus, the Greeks, and the Romans all cultivated calendula for its medicinal magical properties. That's right, they cultivated this flower just like they would cultivate wheat and corn, well, they're probably not corn, but other crops to sustain themselves. It was that important. The Egyptians, however, beat the rest of the world. They were the first to document the use of calendula in beautifying skin and by writing down specific skincare recipes and for wound healing. Mm-hmm, those smart Egyptians. They knew specifically what it was good at. Well, not just in magical potions like some of the other cultures at the time. I love how the Egyptians took as much care to write about their beauty secrets as they did when they were writing out what became the roots of modern mathematics and astronomy. <laughs> I mean, it was that important to them. It's clear they were smart and beautiful people. Calendula goes by many names. It's also known as marigold, pot marigold, cornelia, flor de muerto, even, oh, let's see if I can say this, uh, ixtapu, and mayan, just to name a few. However, the name the Romans used for this plant is what stuck for most commonly used today, calendula. I don't usually go into where a plant gets its name from. I usually just stick with what it can do for us. But I find this one particularly interesting and I feel the need to share it with you. <laughs> like many English words, the name is after the Latin root for calens, which is the start of a new lunar cycle or translated roughly to little clock. That's because the Romans noticed that this little plant flowers regularly every month, just like the timing of calens, the new lunar cycle. So they started calling it calendula. So this year-round monthly blooming was a symbol of joy and it became known as the happiness plant and as a reliable, readily available ingredient and everybody was using it. It was added to food, made into dyes, put into potions, picked for ceremonies and finally used in medicine. When something works really well, people don't stop using it and that's why you will find it in many plant-based recipes today. What makes this plant so special for skincare is its unique phytochemistry. Unlike some simple herbs that have a handful of active molecules, calendula is filled with hundreds of nutrients that have been identified and studied. 
Most importantly, calendula's potency of its phytochemistry comes from the fact that many of its molecules are small. On the scale of chemistry, really small. Small molecules make for easy absorption through skin layers, and then they're ready for action. This whole molecular sizing explains why some plants don't just work by just rubbing them on our skin, uh, because they have plenty of nutrients, but their molecular size is just too big to be absorbed through skin. But, you know, not calendula. In one really tedious study, I mean, these scientists had to come prepared with their patients. <laughs> They focused on searching for just the, quote, small molecule groups, end quote, in calendula. They identified 95 volatile oils, 75 different terpenes, and 20 types of carotenoids, all of which are small, can be absorbed in fabulous skin food. Beat that, the lab. <laughs> so what gives calendula its enchanting powers? Well, first up, its superpower is building healthy skin as an array of its carotenoids. Let's talk about how skin uses carotenoids. To tiptoe into the subject, let's talk about the fact that the human skin is a living and breathing organ. In fact, it's our largest one, and it happens to be the boundary between the environment and the human body. That's a pretty big job, and it's constantly under stress from free radicals. Free radicals happen from the outside, sun exposure, toxins from the environment, contact, and on the inside from free radicals attack the skin from our own hormones like cortisol, aka stress, from metabolizing fried foods and just the normal aging process. This is where carotenoids come to the rescue. In the skin, they're potent neutralizers of free radicals. Calendula has 20 identified carotenoids. The most famous carotenoid you may know is beta carotene which is found in carrots. In another super cool study, scientists showed that applying carotenoids topically to the skin not only provided immediate free radical neutralizing power, but the carotenoids were able to accumulate over time and provide protection for many hours. But wait, will you get orange skin? Uh, yeah, if you eat too many carrots, you will. That's because the beta carotene keeps building up. But uh, in the skin, maybe, but you metabolize them so quickly that usually people don't get orange skin. I think it'd be pretty impossible to build up that carotenoid uh, concentration in the skin. Okay, let's review carotenoids real quick. The richness of carotenoids in calendula is what's vital for its skin-sustaining effects. And carotenoids reduce stress on the cells by neutralizing chemical attackers. Another mechanism for calendula to exert its powers is through its large treasure trove of terpenes and bioflavonoids. Remember, I just mentioned earlier, under its spell, calendula has 75 identified terpenes and bioflavonoids. These little molecules are the essence of skin food. They're considered adaptogens. These two are super small molecules that are easily absorbed through the skin, where they're consumed by our skin cells and help them with their metabolic activities and behave as chemical messengers. This helps our skin because these adaptogens are hard to come by in our own bodies. So by spreading the love, all the skin cells can have plenty of adaptogens to go around. To highlight a couple terpenes found in calendula, the much studied and well-known terpene is alpha-bisobolol. This has been identified in helping skin cells reproduce and move into its position from deeper layers of the skin to the more surface areas producing younger looking skin and also helping repair damaged skin faster by replacing the top cells. 
Other terpenes, such as beta-caryophylline, have been shown to thicken the skin through enhancing our connective tissue, through making more filigrin. The more filigrin the skin has, the more stretchy it is. Now, aside from the beautification, calendula is historically famous for its wound healing effects. There have been several studies done in human and animal cuts and burns. Studies that have shown when calendula balms were applied to injuries, the rate of skin regrew was faster than those with traditional antibacterial creams alone, which leads into this next exciting bit. <laughs> in another study done of 111 women who had recently had episiotomies, one group at the hospital where randomly assigned a cream with calendula healed faster had less swelling and bruising in the course of five days. For those of you out there who are lucky enough to have experienced that procedure during childbirth, you know that any little bit of relief helps. <laughs> so there you have it. From the Aztecs to the Romans, Egyptians, and back to the Americas, Calendula has been the plant power that continues to reinvent itself. She has effortlessly woven her way through time, cultures, ceremony, and medicine. She's like the wallflower that always seems to be there, not being noticed by you, but probably has a lot to offer. Next time, you should give calendula a chance. <laughs> Alright, that's all for now. Thanks for listening to this episode. And don't forget there's a calendula blog posted on our website. It has all sorts of tantalizing details about the history and scientific prowess. And uh, don't forget, we also have a YouTube channel, you know, all those things. <laughs> Alright, bye for now. In this episode of my Plant Power Highlight, I thought it'd be appropriate to explore the essence of the magical, happy, healing plant, calendula. This plant is not a secret. It has a global history going way, way back, several thousands of years back, probably over a million. Most records put it in the Mediterranean first, but I think that's just because those are a particular Anglo-Saxon records that survived from that time to ours, in a historically Anglo-Saxon culture. What I mean is, just because they're those oldest records that our libraries are filled with, doesn't mean they're the most accurate. At the same time this plant was being recorded in Mediterranean recipes, the Americas already had this special plant too. Even though we don't have any records of them having this plant, that's just because there's few surviving records from that time. However, we can prove that this amazing healing plant was already well-established in the Americas because the first recordings from the European explorers wrote that the native people's mastery of herbal medicine included that of calendula and its use in wound care. And that's a use that the Europeans had not yet familiarized themselves with yet. Pretty cool. Okay, going back to the Mediterranean. Since we have a lot of records from this time, we'll talk about them. <laughs> this flower went viral among the European trade routes. The Arab world, the Hindus, the Greeks, and the Romans all cultivated calendula for its medicinal, magical properties. That's right, they cultivated this flower just like they would cultivate wheat and corn, well, they're probably not corn, but other crops to sustain themselves. It was that important. The Egyptians, however, beat the rest of the world. They were the first to document the use of calendula in beautifying skin and by writing down specific skincare recipes and for wound healing. Mm-hmm, those smart Egyptians. They knew specifically what it was good at. Well, not just in magical potions like some of the other cultures at the time. 
I love how the Egyptians took as much care to write about their beauty secrets as they did when they were writing out what became the roots of modern mathematics and astronomy. <laughs> I mean, it was that important to them. It's clear they were smart and beautiful people. Calendula goes by many names. It's also known as Marigold, Pot Marigold, Cornelia, Flor de Muerto, even, oh, let's see if I can say this, uh, Ixtepu, and Mayan, just to name a few. However, the name the Romans used for this plant is what stuck for most commonly used today, calendula. I don't usually go into where a plant gets its name from. I usually just stick with what it can do for us. But I find this one particularly interesting and I feel the need to share it with you. <laughs> like many English words, the name is after the Latin root for calens, which is the start of a new lunar cycle or translated roughly to little clock. That's because the Romans noticed that this little plant flowers regularly every month, just like the timing of Calends, the new lunar cycle. So they started calling it Calendula. So this year-round monthly blooming was a symbol of joy, and it became known as the happiness plant, and as a reliable, readily available ingredient. And everybody was using it. It was added to food, made into dyes, put into potions, picked for ceremonies, and finally used in medicine. When something works really well, people don't stop using it, and that's why you will find it in many plant-based recipes today. What makes this plant so special for skincare is its unique phytochemistry. Unlike some simple herbs that have a handful of active molecules, calendula is filled with hundreds of nutrients that have been identified and studied. Most importantly, Calendula's potency of its phytochemistry comes from the fact that many of its molecules are small. On this scale of chemistry, really small. Small molecules make for easy absorption through skin layers, and then they're ready for action. This whole molecular sizing explains why some plants don't just work by just rubbing them on our skin, uh, because they have plenty of nutrients, but their molecular size is just too big to be absorbed through skin. But, you know, not calendula. In one really tedious study, I mean, these scientists had to come prepared with their patients. <laughs> they focused on searching for just the, quote, small molecule groups, end quote, in calendula. They identified 95 volatile oils, 75 different terpenes, and 20 types of carotenoids, all of which are small, can be absorbed in fabulous skin food. Beat that, the lab. <laughs> So, what gives calendula its enchanting powers? Well, first up, its superpower is building healthy skin as an array of its carotenoids. Let's talk about how skin uses carotenoids. To tiptoe into the subject, let's talk about the fact that the human skin is a living and breathing organ. In fact, it's our largest one, and it happens to be the boundary between the environment and the human body. That's a pretty big job, and it's constantly under stress from free radicals. Free radicals happen from the outside, sun exposure, toxins from the environment, contact, and on the inside, from free radicals attack the skin from our own hormones like cortisol, aka stress, from metabolizing fried foods, and just the normal aging process. This is where carotenoids come to the rescue. In the skin, they're potent neutralizers of free radicals. Calendula has 20 identified carotenoids. The most famous carotenoid you may know is beta-carotene which is found in carrots. 
In another super cool study, scientists showed that applying carotenoids topically to the skin not only provided immediate free radical neutralizing power, but the carotenoids were able to accumulate over time and provide protection for many hours. But wait, will you get orange skin? Uh, yeah, if you eat too many carrots, you will. That's because the beta carotene keeps building up. But uh, in the skin, maybe, but you metabolize them so quickly that usually people don't get orange skin. I think it'd be pretty impossible to build up that carotenoid uh, concentration in the skin. Okay, let's review carotenoids real quick. The richness of carotenoids in calendula is what's vital for its skin-sustaining effects. And carotenoids reduce stress on the cells by neutralizing chemical attackers. Another mechanism for calendula to exert its powers is through its large treasure trove of terpenes and bioflavonoids. Remember, I just mentioned earlier, under its spell, calendula has 75 identified terpenes and bioflavonoids. These little molecules are the essence of skin food. They're considered adaptogens. These two are super small molecules that are easily absorbed through the skin where they're consumed by our skin cells and help them with their metabolic activities and behave as chemical messengers. This helps our skin because these adaptogens are hard to come by in our own bodies. So by spreading the love, all the skin cells can have plenty of adaptogens to go around. To highlight a couple terpenes found in calendula, the much studied and well-known terpene is alpha bisobolol this has been identified in helping skin cells reproduce and move into its position from deeper layers of the skin to the more surface areas. Producing younger looking skin and also helping repair damaged skin faster by replacing the top cells. Other terpenes such as beta caryophylline have been shown to thicken the skin through enhancing our connective tissue. They're making more filigrin. The more filigrin the skin has, the more stretchy it is. Now, Aside from the beautification, calendula is historically famous for its wound healing effects. There have been several studies done in human and animal cuts and burns. Studies that have shown when calendula balms were applied to injuries, the rate of skin regrew was faster than those with traditional antibacterial creams alone, which leads into this next exciting bit. <laughs> in another study done of 111 women who had recently had episiotomies, one group at the hospital where randomly assigned a cream with calendula healed faster, had less swelling and bruising in the course of five days. For those of you out there who are lucky enough to have experienced that procedure during childbirth, you know that any little bit of relief helps. <laughs> so there you have it. From the Aztecs to the Romans, Egyptians, and back to the Americas, calendula has been the plant power that continues to reinvent itself. She has effortlessly woven her way through time, cultures, ceremony, and medicine. She's like the wallflower that always seems to be there, not being noticed by you, but probably has a lot to offer. Next time, you should give calendula a chance. <laughs> all right, that's all for now. Thanks for listening to this episode. And don't forget, there's a calendula blog posted on our website. It has all sorts of tantalizing details about the history and scientific prowess. And uh, don't forget, we also have YouTube channel, you know, all those things. <laughs> all right, bye for now.